0: to even be able to deliver any message about Jesus, this is crazy. Their brain has to be down here because do you know what exists in the prefrontal cortex? It has been found, identified, that is an incredible thing. Do you know we actually have a God spot in our brain? Welcome to the Embracing Brokenness podcast where our goal is to engage with all of those willing to venture deeper into their transformational journey with Christ. Here are your hosts and the co-founders of Embracing Brokenness Ministries, Steve and Colleen Adams. So if you've been tracking with us at all in the last four episodes, you'll notice that we are focused on an important topic to us here in the ministry, and we entitle it, Identity Matters, which is based on content that we created and teach on regularly. This time around, we focus on consequences of the fall, and we know that there are many of them. As Adam and Eve chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's left us with some fairly significant consequences in them doing so. Now, we can't blame them. We are responsible for all of our choices. So what I'd like to do is just have Colleen jump right in here and we will talk today about the consequences of the fall. Sometimes when we talk about sin and we ate a fruit, oh, well, maybe Adam and Eve did it, maybe it wasn't us. Um, We put something so far away from us that it makes it really hard to think about the consequences of it. How did it impact me? How does it impact me every single day? One of the biggest things, um, and actually probably this is very timely because coming through COVID, we watch so much of the Christian world react in fear. And so in the garden, the first experience, and that may not be your experience, if you're a mountain person, you know, whatever, you go to your safe place in your head, you can experience this place um, where You know, I always say there are echoes in our very soul of what it was like to live in the Garden of Eden. I really believe there are echoes because we're spiritual, which means before we were made physical, God made us in spirit form. And so, You know, my personal experience with God is, I think probably I was a little person rolling around on his hands and he gave me instructions of what my purpose was and timing was. Y'all might think I'm whacked and that's fine, I probably am. But it's an interesting thing that he knew us before he even forms the earth. And what's interesting is, he also prepared us for what he knew to come but what we were prepared for in the garden the way we were created to fulfill our purpose our body was designed to never experience fear okay it was designed that it could we had the mechanisms but we actually didn't at, never experienced fear so think about it you know when the new eden comes when the earth is made new that really is our destiny that's what we're we're made to live for the fear reaction is the thing that has devastated so much of who we are we talked about the four things that we fell from think about what fear has done to so much of that and some of the fear is about fear of being known I mean we covered ourselves because we were afraid if anybody saw us, they you know they would not like what they saw because of sin. You take that on you know um, down further to us. we've been traumatized. we're not really sure we're going to trust people. And the list goes on and on and on. So fear comes into the picture and it is the great destroyer and it's actually one of the things that needs an antidote. And love actually is the antidote but here's the interesting thing. Um, did I, I didn't do Brain Puppet of the Brain for you guys. I mean, some of you have seen it, because I do it all the time. But I don't remember if I did in this class. I said to Steve, did we get to that? So if you take your hand, and you can follow along if you want to. You don't have to. But if you take your hand and you kind of make um, a fist, this bottom part of your hands is actually, different people will call this different brains, but some people will say you actually have three different brains. If we go by that, you actually have more because you have a brain in your heart, you have a brain in your digestive system, but we think about having one brain. So if you think about it in three parts, the reptilian brain, everybody has every animal, um, every person has the reptilian brain, and the reptilian brain does everything without you thinking. So you, your heart beats, you don't think about it. You breathe, you don't think about it. Um, and so everything that is living shares the reptilian brain. In fact, when we talk about taking somebody off life support, we're stopping the reptilian brain. Everything else, the other two brains that we're gonna talk about has stopped and we are artificially keeping your body alive, the reptilian brain alive, okay? So then, if you put your thumb over (laughs) your hand like this, mammals, a little bit higher than the reptilian, everybody has reptilian, but the mammal brain actually involves, your thumb is your hippocampus and your amygdala, and I'm doing this in a very simple Version, so like, don't try to impress a neurosurgeon or something because there's a lot more parts to it. But the bottom line is you have a hippocampus and an amygdala, and the hippocampus is kind of the reasoning part of this little outfit. Um, the amygdala is your alarm system, okay? So your alarm system goes off. I'm walking through my neighborhood and I really, really dislike snakes, and I see some black squiggly. In somebody's yard, and I jump because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a snake, right? And my hippocampus says, oh, you've seen that before. It could be a black hose. And so I look again and go, oh, it's just a hose. But my body has responded from a place of, yeah, everything's peaceful and joyous, and I'm listening to the birds smelling the flowers, to a place of, oh my gosh, alert, okay? And that alert thing is really, really important when it goes off because what happens. Um, when you are alerted, when the amygdala goes off, is your body prepares for fight, flight, or freeze, okay? Those are the three options that we have, fight, flight, or freeze. And in order to do that, it shuts down every other function in your body to draw energy to your limbs to fight, flight, or freeze, okay? Your digestive tract shuts down. There's no use to digest food when you gotta get away your core functionings of the higher part of your brain which we're going to talk about they all shut down so like you kind of are not thinking what is the right path no executive functioning about like what's my schedule for tomorrow it shuts down because everything is going to your extremities so you can fight flight or freeze Um, and so that part of your brain when you were in that peaceful setting the garden never got activated so it's almost like this extra little thing god put because he knew that we were going to need it if we ever left the garden all right so what is common to humans mammals have a little bit of the part of this but just a few of the functions in your cerebral cortex if you so have your amygdala down here and when you wrap your fingers down That would be the cerebellum. And so higher functionings that humans have are actually contained in the cerebellum. Executive functioning consists, it's actually your middle finger, is your prefrontal cortex. And your prefrontal cortex, if we have somebody with traumatic brain injury or something and they damage the prefrontal cortex, if we can see that's where damage is, They're not able to keep their calendar, to remember much of anything. That is executive functioning. With dementia, we often will see the prefrontal cortex pretty early is damaged with different types of dementia, okay? So here's the important thing. Think about, I'm going along snake. What happens with my alarm system is it stops my cerebral functioning it stops the prefrontal cortex i flip my lid okay because everything is now going for flight fright or freeze best example young kids if you ever had one or watch this watch a two-year-old that you've taken to an outing and they're all excited and they want to see everybody and it starts to get close to bedtime and they do not want to stop because there are people here and they don't want to go down to bed And so, what eventually happens when they're so tired that they can't stand all the stimulation, but they're still fighting you to go to bed? What happens? They have a meltdown. They have an absolute meltdown. Right in front of you, you're like, what in the world has happened? Guess what their brain looks like. So it is an interesting phenomenon that we flip our lid when we are exposed. Here's the interesting thing, and you know, there are many places you can watch Satan's intentional devastation of human beings, and I think this is one of his secrets because it connects to fear. Um, We know that people are exposed to all kinds of trauma. Every single one of us in this room has experienced trauma, and the reason we know that is because we have a very powerful enemy when we leave the garden who has access to us. Him and his minions i mean the bible is really clear about spiritual warfare and so interesting that um, what we know from the aces studies which has been it was a kaiser study of about seventy-eight thousand women who had a lot of chronic conditions in their 50s and they were like we need to understand what is the commonality in all of these women that are having all these chronic conditions and so this huge study they did what was the factor that they all had in common do you know childhood trauma Mm -hmm. trauma. and so they all shared um... childhood trauma below the age of twelve there were common patterns of childhood trauma so they're like why does it connect to health outcomes well if you're living with your brain flipped, your higher functioning is not happening because when i flip my lid i shoot short cortisol through my body, um, norepinephrine, I send things through my body that over time, too much of that is gonna break down my body. So our physical deterioration and aging comes from this, okay, that is why we have physical death, it is because of fear reaction, and more and more things we're exposed to, um, especially in the age of social media, we're experiencing more and more trauma all the time. And so our healing model is talking about what does it look like to get in and fix with Jesus some of that trauma because we are living in this state. To even be able to deliver any message about Jesus, this is crazy. Their brain has to be down here because you know what exists in the prefrontal cortex? It has been found, identified, that is an incredible thing. Do you know we actually have a god spot in our brain? They hooked up um, monks. They, they've been studying monks uh, for years to understand meditation practices and what it does for them. And so what they found when they had them hooked up You know and we've got sensors on all kinds of things the past two decades we're able to see so much about the brain and so we have rapid increases in understanding but what they found in monks was there was this little spot that never lit up for anything that when they were thinking about god or a god concept all of a sudden they'd see this thing light up and they were like what in the world is that and so then new studies came out and they started to study people of other religions and every and they would ask think about a scripture or think about you know God and they'd hook them up. all of, everybody had this spot. It does not light up for anything. You can't get it to light up for pleasure, for anything. They call it the God spot. Isn't it amazing for us to get safe enough for Jesus to be able to heal us, to be able to sit and relate to him? Um, in in practicing what we call practicing the presence, you'll hear more about so God can fill us up, our brains have to be down because the God spot happens to be built right into our prefrontal cortex. Okay, so a lot of what we're doing here is getting people's brains to come down. I would imagine you all have wounds and traumas and lies and losses that bring you into situations that all of a sudden you go like this. And when you go like this, and you feel it, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like I could say, you know, all of a sudden I feel like this sitting in your presence. And Al has a red shirt on. And I'm going, something is unsafe on this side of the classroom. Because what is that all about? Like, who knows? I love Al. I've been doing life with Al for a long time. So why all of a sudden am I feeling unsafe? I might start to tell my story oh my gosh, does Al know that my first abuser wore a red shirt? And all of a sudden I'm getting triggered and feeling a certain way um, about Al because he's reminding me of an experience that God wants to heal. And so actually this part when you are reacting in in emotional upheaval of some way or dysregulation is a really good chance for you to turn around and say, God, what is behind that? and to start to understand yourself better. This was another episode of the Embracing Brokenness podcast. For more information on Embracing Brokenness Ministries, or to subscribe to our blog, podcast, YouTube channel, or engage with us on social media, please visit our website at embracingbrokenness.org. Thanks for joining us.